Hello. Hi. Everyone. To, oh, <laughs> I, I have, have a strange, strange story, story podcast. podcast. We did that with such like conviction and really and yes and we confidence. Time. <laughs> yeah, I'll be really disappointed if that doesn't match up. I don't think it's gonna. I think yeah, it was off. It never does. I know. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, it's welcome to the podcast where two sisters retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And this is the show. Well, and you know, we talked about, it's. I know it's not next year yet. It's still 2019. Yeah. And we talked about how we're going to do videos. Uh-huh. Well, I sent my stupid fucking camera back that I bought because <laughs> it was awful. I was so mad. Yeah. And I emailed the person who, like, the company I bought it from. And I was like, hey, I can't fucking, I even have the little, the mini cord that you say to use. And it's not working. Like, it won't download my videos. And they were like, we're so sorry. Did you try to use it with the mini cord that we gave you? And I was oh, like, no. I said, I just responded. I said, I'm just returning it. Yeah. And then they wrote back and they're like, well, wait a minute. Did you try this? And I was like, too late, man. Mm-hmm. You have angered a white woman <laughs> with technology and she's done. <laughs> she's done. God, I was so whenever they yeah. were like, wait, I was like, no, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Well, the podcast was over. Yeah, Lindsay I quit. was quitting I told it. you yeah. I quit. <laughs> yeah. Lindsay said she quit. She's not doing this anymore. And that was it. I was done. And I'm pretty sure I just lulled at you and I was like, technology sucks. <laughs> that didn't help. And God, I swear to God, I almost threw it through the window. I fucking hate technology. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, we are here today in episode 63. <laughs> we don't count the bonus episodes Mm-mm. now. So y'all had a little Christmas bony. Uh, I mean bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be cute. That wasn't cute. Yeah, nothing <laughs> nothing better than a Christmas bony. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Did you think of any other announcements? Oh, yeah. We were talking about the... Um, so in February, we decided that we're going to do some stories of... Uh, some not-so-strange stories of survival. There we go. So escaping from abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that last year for Lindsay's birthday because she likes to celebrate sad things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not sad. They're all uplifting, but it was, um, a very emotional yeah. episode and it was very good. Um, so we decided to do that again. So if uh-huh. you have a story that you would like to share, um, send it our way. I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I think that we said the deadline was February 1st, right? Yes, that's when we need the stories by. So if you want to send in your written story, Mm -hmm. if you want to call and talk to us about it and then have us like scribe it Mm -hmm. um, and retell it, or if you're wanting to possibly do an interview, we're not sure yet. We may or may not do an interview for it, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, just let it reach out to us and just let us know Instagram, Facebook, or I have a strange story at gmail.com. Yeah. Wait, I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I just say it every time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, should we get into the stories? Let's do it. So I'm going to go first. This is episode 63, as we clarified earlier. And I have a story about um, a demon um, following a young woman. And Ooh. 
dare follows, I say, dare I she say, she walks home in a dark alley at night. <laughs> yeah, everywhere okay, she goes. Dare I say, she was possessed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dare I say, I might not. I might have to take that back, but just what okay. I hear earlier. Okay, whatever. I'm going to go now. Um, so this happened whenever she was 17. Uh, this young woman moved to a different country to start a new school. And she went to, she moved to a place called St. Anne de Bellevue. Wow. St. Anne de, okay. de Bellevue. That just rolls off the tongue. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> And um, she she said there's nothing really great about this town. They have a nice lake, and that's about it. Um, and she was extremely uh, lonely and vulnerable, as you do going into a new place. You know, it's hard to to make new friends. Um, and she said that her whole life was just changed, though. The students were uh, not nice to her; they were bitchy. She also had social anxiety, and she became depressed. So. This is around October. She started to feel paranoid. She felt as if someone was always next to her. And she would like walk down the street and she just felt a burning gaze on her. And it would make her turn around to look. And of course, nobody was there. So she she went through this stage or she this is the beginning part of it where she just felt this unexplained paranoia. Um, she also started hearing unexplainable noises um, in her house and they were coming from upstairs and they were constant. It was thumping and creaking noises. Um, but she lived like on the top level. So there was nobody above her. Um, How old is she at this point? She's 17. Okay. Just a little kiddo. Um, so she also starts to feel this presence in the corner of her bedroom. It was like the darkest corner. Um, and it was just black present and had no shape or form and it would just watch her. And she thought she was going crazy. So she decided to reach out and she called her aunt who was a doctor and she's like, am I going crazy? I feel paranoid 24 seven. And her aunt was like, you're just stressed. It's just stress. You're in a new place. You, you know, you're going through some new things. It's, you know, basically was just chalking it all up to stress. And so her aunt, I, she feels like maybe her aunt didn't listen or maybe dismissed her. And so she felt like she was shrugged off by this person, by her aunt. So around March, um, this feeling never left. So from October to March, Complete paranoia, depression, um, you know, feelings of being watched, all that stuff was going on. And they never left. Um, She is a Muslim. And she said in the town that she lived in, there were no mosques to pray in. Um, So she couldn't, you know, that's where she would feel relief, but she couldn't go anywhere. So she just chanted, um, I'm going to, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but it's, uh, she chanted, um, uh, Bismillah, and it was supposed to help her keep sane and safe. Her dad always taught her, if you feel scared, talk to God, and he'll help you. Um, and uh, and so she did that. Um, but March was about the fifth month of these feelings of paranoia, and she said that she didn't feel any joy of life. She was depressed and suicidal. Um and but the go- only good thing was she was about to finish the school that she hated. 
So, like I said, she moved to this town to go to this great school. She fucking hated it. People were mean to her. And she was finally going to be able to go back home to her own country. And whenever she got there, she was she was like, yes, finally, this will go away. And the feelings were still there. She said they almost amplified at this time. Um, she she felt somebody was still watching her in the corner. Um, yeah. But then also she began to feel physical things. So one example is she would lay down on her bed and this something physical would lay down on top of her. Uh-huh. She said that whenever she would pass a mirror, she felt like there was something else that she was seeing in the mirror just beside her, besides her own reflection. Um, she said that she began to sleep with Quran at night and um, she started to lose sleep and she just went deeper and deeper into depression and she kept seeing the shapeless figure in the corner. It was dark and scary, and she said it radiated terror. Um, and she said this was the most alone and helpless she's ever felt in her entire entire life. Oh, um, sad. It is sad. Um, and then it came to kind of a tipping point. This, I think this was the part where she was like, I need help. Um, so one night, she was scrolling through Wikipedia, um, and she was just you know, focused on that, but something caught her attention. And she said next to her, something was staring right at her. Um, and that's, that's the part where she was like, this is too close. I have to do something. Um, so what she did, um, she said that she kind of made it worse. She feels like up until this point, because she just made excuses for this. She was like, I feel paranoid because I'm depressed. I'm seeing these creatures because I'm depressed. So she just kind of you know, and I think that was maybe at the advice of the doctor, her, her doctor aunt was, this is something that you could, (laughs) it's just in your head, essentially. Um, but at this point she was done with it. She was going to university. She quit. She went to go live with her grandparents and she actually talked to another aunt who believed her. So this aunt, um, contacted a woman who practiced, uh, shamanism and she says um, in this part of the country where she lived, a lot of people, or not a lot of people, but some people practice a religion that's older than Islam. I think that's what she says. Um, so this woman practiced shamanism, and um, she she told her about her situation, um, and the woman invited her and her aunt over to her apartment. And she says at this point that some people might think that this woman is a charlatan or she's making things up or she just wanted to get money out of them. But she said, this woman said it was her duty to help and she never charged them for anything for the service. Yes. Um, so what they did is she told her what was going on and the woman was like, okay, I'm going to make a ritual and we're going to see what's, what's happening here. So she had the young woman, um, she placed a candle next to her and instructed her to keep her eyes closed and not to open her eyes at all until the woman was finished with her ritual. So what began was chanting and prayers. And then the woman had a, um, like this stick that was made out of a hoof and leather and ropes and woods. And she would gently like tap her during the ritual. Um, she said at this time, you know, her eyes were closed her aunt um, was watching the whole thing, and um, and she said that the the flame from the candle just went 
went crazy. It was a, a huge flame. There was black smoke coming out. Um, Ooh, that means something's burning. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And whenever the, the ritual was done, um, she opened her eyes. She looked at the candle. It was, um, it was already half burned. And she said that this thing took about five to eight minutes. Um, so the shaman had answers. She said, you are being followed by a demon who feeds off of misery and latches onto the most miserable and desperate people who are alone and vulnerable. This demon drives them crazy until their body gives up. So at this point, she was instructed to go by um, a lead ball or an ingot. Um, she came back. They, they went to go buy the ball. She came back to the apartment, and then the ritual started again. Um, and this time it was with prayers and fire um, and, and then chanting. Um, the woman – so this is the ritual part. This is kind of the interest. I mean, it's all interesting, but this is kind of cool to know exactly what happened. Um, so the shaman um, – took the metal ball and heated it up until it was a liquid form. And all this time she's praying and she's chanting. Um, at near the end of the ritual, she took the, the liquid from this ball and threw it into um, uh, a foot pan full of cold, icy water. And this girl says that like this woman did this all next to me. And she was so afraid that she was going to get like splashed by the, the heating metal. <laughs> And she's like, thankfully, that never happened. Um, but whenever they went to go get the liquid form, she was able to look at it and it had a face. She's like, it was the scariest, ugliest face she's ever seen with like horns coming out of it. Um, and the the shaman then explained, you know, what this was um, and what it needed from her. So at this point, she was probably like, yeah, this is the thing that's living off of your misery. Um so she she wrapped this the little piece of metal in tissue, in fabric, and then in plastic bags. And she was instructed to find a place that no one could find it and seal it in there. So she and her aunt went to a dumpster, like the city dump is what I'm imagining, and uh, and dug a hole and and buried it in that in that place. Hopefully nobody would come and find that. Um, she was also instructed to go home and take a bath in salt water to cleanse the negative energy. She said, um, the, she calls it actually an exorcism. She says, um, the recovery was very fast. She said that night she had the most peaceful, restful sleep that she's had in a long time. And now it's been years later and she's free of worries and, uh, paranoid thoughts. Yeah. What's the definition of an exorcism? What's the definition? Yeah. Do we know? Uh, I don't know. Because all it makes... Okay. So I had a couple of thoughts as you were reading this story. Okay. I mean, there's just things that you think of that you know are facts, right? Right. Like one of the facts that I know is that for people who have... Um, who are diagnosed with schizophrenia, mm -hmm. it usually like resonates or, you know, you start to experience the symptoms whenever you're a young teen okay. or mid-teen. And so whenever I was hearing what she was going through and being paranoid and all those things, I was mm -hmm. thinking that maybe she was starting to, you know, the first effects of like schizophrenia. Uh-huh. 
But then I also started thinking, well, if she wasn't sleeping a lot, um, mm-hmm. maybe she has like schizoaffective disorder, which is, I mean, or sometimes when there's lack of sleep, you can't, um, you start to see things and hear things, auditory and visual hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then with schizoaffective disorder, if you're really depressed, sometimes it'll manifest almost as schizophrenia. Okay. So like I was thinking of three things, you know, there's either development of schizophrenia, there's lack of sleep and it's presenting as schizophrenia or it's schizoaffective where you're so depressed it presents almost as, you know, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. But um, then it went away. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't happen. Right. Um, and unless she was doing other things, I mean, and so that's why I ask like, what does exorcism mean? Because did she... I thought that meant that you were possessed, but also does possess mean that there's a demon following you? So I have possession have to mean it takes over your body. Right. So I have, I pulled up exorcism to see what the definition Uh is. It's a noun, by the way. Um, It's (laughs) the expulsion or attempted expulsion of a, of a, I'm sorry, of a um, supposed evil spirit from a person or place. So it doesn't necessarily say that you are possessed by anything. Yeah, it's just following you. So that makes sense that it was an exorcism. Yes. Dang, bless her heart. That's awful. I know. But it makes sense because it's the same with everything else. That the if you have negative energy or if you're depressed or upset, you you attract negative spirits or energies or Mm -hmm. demons or whatever. Yeah. That's a common correlation. Let me tell you, as you were reading that story, did you see what happened in my room? <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to block your um the video. So whenever we whenever we um we do a show, you guys, we have FaceTime up so that we can see each other and talk to uh-huh. each other. And um what happened was Lindsay's <laughs> cats were doing something and she got up with her camera and like we're kicking the cats out and I couldn't I couldn't look at her I had to put my book up so that I wouldn't start laughing so what happened Lindsay what happened was uh Lily was upset because I wasn't paying her attention so she Mm. got in my windowsill and started messing with the uh the device the pulley device yeah to lift up the blinds and chewing on it and I'm like she's gonna chew through the goddamn rope so I got up, I went and grabbed her and like, she was like, meow. And then like, I started to carry out of the room and, um, my towel is like draped over the end of my bed. Uh-huh. So she grabbed it and was taking it with her out of the room. Oh my so God. I was holding the camera and I'm holding her kind of in the air and I'm holding her like underneath her stomach. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not by the scruff and she has my towel because <laughs> she's not going alone. <laughs> It's just a fucking oh mess. So God. as Becky is trying to read a pretty serious story, I was like struggling with a cat. Yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. That's good. I mean, it's, I'm glad to learn something about exorcism. You Lindsay, learn something every day in this world. Would you say what? that you just exercised your room? <laughs> I guess I did. <laughs> because your cat's an evil spirit? She's goddamn awful. <laughs> Oh my god. And and just so you know, little Wilson, who usually messes everything up, is just being an angel laying here beside me. Oh. I know. That's sweet. Maybe the demon was exercised out of Wilson and into Lily. There you go. Huh. That's probably what happened. There was an exorcism happened. last night. <laughs> with the cats. I don't know. 
<laughs> well, thanks for that story. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm Thank glad that you, you brought in a psychological um, look into it and then dispelled it. Like, yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I have a story about skinwalkers. Nice. Yes. Um, so this story has, um, this is from someone who has shared skinwalker stories with us before. He lives on a Navajo reservation in New Mexico. Um, and so this is a story that his cousin has shared with him. So, um, she also lives, um, in Navajo nation. She lives, lives on an Eastern part called Crow Point. So she's a good kid. She's living with her parents. She's in high school. She gets good grades. She's really popular. She plays basketball, all those types of things. And so whenever she shared this story with them, they were kind of shocked to hear the story um, because she just had such a, like a normal routine and didn't go out of it. And usually everything was about school or athletics or something. So they were surprised when she shared this with them. Um, but what happened is um, she had her own car. And she was driving home from her basketball practice, which it was uh, usually over past sunset. So it was like the colder part of the year where it's like you think it's midnight when it's like 8 p.m. Oh, no. So, yeah. God, it's so, so such a hard. Jesus. That was not a glitch in the Matrix. That was just <laughs> me talking. I don't know what the fuck is going on with me. Anyways. Um, so anyways, it's cold outside. And she pulls into her community. It's a small community. <laughs> it's a small community. It's kind of off far from other homes, um, but there's still street lights and those types of things. And her neighbors aren't too far from her. Um, so as she neared her home, she saw a group of dogs, which wasn't anything out of the ordinary Usually there is groups of dogs that like roam the area. They don't have owners. They just like scavenge for food or whatever. So she didn't think anything of it. Um, And then as she kept driving through her neighborhood nearing her house, she noticed something that was a little off about the dogs. So picture this. She's driving and she looks over and there's four dogs sitting in a circle facing each other. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Right? Oh, that's weird. She looks over and that's what she saw. Um... And she's driving slow. She's not, you know, gunning it through her neighborhood. Um, she didn't really pay attention to them. She thought it was kind of weird. And she kept going. And as she kept going, she saw in her peripheral vision something running along beside her car. Oh, no. So she turned and she saw there was a brown dog and it was like trotting along beside her. And remember, she's going kind of slow in her neighborhood. You know how you like you turn down the music and do all that shit when you get in your neighborhood. So, you yeah. know, she's going slow. Um, so it didn't bother her again. She was like, okay, the dog is just, you know, following me. Sometimes dogs do that. Mm -hmm. And then she came to a speed bump. So she had a slower car down and then, you know, the whole car wobbled and she looked over and the dog had also slowed down as she went over that, like to stay up with her car. Mm -hmm. Um, so she's feeling a little anxious at this point. So she starts to ignore the dog and she speeds up. Um, keeping in mind that there's more speed bumps in front of her uh, the whole time. So eventually she gets to a stop sign. She felt really uncomfortable, but she was very curious. What the fuck was that dog doing? So she looked over at the dog 
and the dog had stopped with her and was just facing forward. And she just kept staring at the dog. And then the dog turned its head to face her. And what she saw was not the face of a dog, but she saw a flat face of a man covered in hair who was smiling from ear to ear, staring at her. Oh, no. Oh, no. So she's fucking terrified, and she floors the gas pedal, right? Um, She takes off back to her house. Um, She can't even look in the mirror to see if the dog is following her. She's completely freaked out. She reaches her home. She can barely get out of the car because she's so terrified. Her mother comes to her and her daughter, you know, that her, his cousin, she just starts crying. Um, she told her mother everything and her mother immediately scheduled a meeting with a medicine man for the next day. So that night, um, knowing that they were going to be talking to someone the next day, she laid in bed and she tried to sleep, but she just kept tossing and she just started to feel ill. Um, she couldn't go to sleep. She didn't feel good. And then she heard people laughing outside her window and speaking in the Navajo language. Um, She didn't think much about it again because they live in a Navajo community. Mm -hmm. So the next day they get to the medicine man um, and he told her that he thought she was very fortunate. He said, apparently, if the skinwalker um, was after her, then it would have killed her. Oh, shit. He essentially said that she's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. That the skinwalker may have thought that she was somebody else and then realized it wasn't who they wanted. And then it was just there to taunt her. Um, he told her that what she heard outside of her window were all of the skinwalkers talking about what he had done. And he was saying that he had terrorized somebody and they all thought it was really funny. Oh. Um, I know. And the medicine man said that um, if, if the skinwalker would have been for her again, it just would have killed her. So that it was, it was a mix-up that had happened. Um, so after this whole event, her, his cousin, she was pretty sick for a while. Um, she had to drop out of basketball. She had to get a bunch of treatments. She wasn't doing well. And then um, she, eventually she got to feeling better, but she wasn't really the same after that. And she wouldn't really talk about what had happened. Um, her family had asked her about it, and she just would say that she preferred not to talk about it, which is a good point. And mm-hmm. what I want to do is bring us back to what we do know about skinwalkers, right? Because if they know that you know, that they know that you know about them, <laughs> then they're going to know that you know, and they're gonna, probably going to come after you. Exactly. So, like, rule one with skinwalkers is don't talk about skinwalkers, Yeah. right? Yes. And then um, you can protect yourself with white ash mm-hmm. from skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also burn cedar needles is what I understand. Oh, cedar needles. Yes. Okay. yes, because if you recall, like you can't shoot with a regular bullet at a skinwalker. You have to put the bullet in white ash for mm-hmm. it to work. Mm-hmm. And they can control your guns. They can control your mind. They're pretty scary creatures yeah. that you just don't want to fuck with yeah apparently they can make you sick too i mean who i wouldn't doubt it of course yeah. they can they're they're yeah. witches yeah and they were the mean girls too yeah they just went over to her house and were like haha scared that girl yeah they rude very nice i know mm-hmm. i mean i guess they don't um, have to be nice but they were definitely the mean girls of the cryptids 
I bet it wasn't even wrong place, wrong time. I bet you they just wanted to fuck with her. Oh, yeah, totally. I don't know. Anyways, so that was another Skinwalker story brought to us from the Navajo Nation. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you can think of with skinwalkers to protect yourself? Don't talk about it. White ash. Yeah. I think if you're able to call them by their name, if you can, if you can recognize them, um, and if you can get them to talk while they're in animal form, Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, you, yeah. Did you mention white ash on a gun? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So that the gun can work. Yes. Because they can disable your gun from working. Right. And um, these are like the mm -hmm. number one cryptid. (laughs) Or maybe they're number two. Number one are aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're so scary. But number two would be a fucking skinwalker. Nothing else has these powers. I mean, not that we know of. I mean, Bigfoot doesn't have these powers. Hey, Bigfoot does have these powers. He just chooses not to use them no, because he's a gentle soul. I don't think so. It's true. He runs beside a car and he's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Hi> guys. <laughs> yeah. Let me in. I want a snack. Yeah. <laughs> My Uber never came. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, just give me an apple. I'll turn into a mist and mist it away. Right. <laughs> That's really cute. He's like, but put that camera away. I know, right? <laughs> put it away. <laughs> um, do you remember the name of the movie I watched last night? Uh, no. Dog Soldier, Soldier Dogs, something like that. Uh, you never told me the name. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious. I mean, this is, there aren't a lot of movies that focus on cryptids and that type of shit, right? There really aren't. It's limited. You I guess think there would be more. There, I think there's more documentary than there is fantasy. Yes. But there was a film that I watched last night, and it teetered in and out of werewolf versus dogman. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if anybody has any thoughts on it, because I talked to you a little bit about it. Yep. And we were in agreement mm-hmm. that it was a dogman, because it the movie had these wolf or dog-like creatures that were chasing people through a forest, but it was during the day and it was at night and it was over a period of several days. And if it was a werewolf, Mm -hmm. that's associated with a full moon. Right. But dogmen are not associated with full moons. Dogmen just exist all the time. Right. So, but during one part of the movie, they did a screen they did a shot of the full moon and I was like, don't mislead us. <laughs> it's not a werewolf. Don't do that. I don't know. It's interesting. I'm just yeah. curious if anybody's seen that movie, if they have any thoughts on it. I didn't look it up. I didn't look up any research on the movie or anything. I'm just curious. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. No, that's cool. You look real bored. Anyway, oh, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how I look sometimes. Oh, you just have resting bored face. Mm-hmm. Resting tired face. <laughs> um, well, this is our last show before the new year. Hopefully yeah. I get a camera. See you next year. Son of a bitches. I don't know. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm in. 
Um, so hopefully by next year we have, we both have cameras and we yeah. can do videos on YouTube. Yeah. Just like we said um, we were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got to find the technology to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's it. If you guys would like for us to share any weird or paranormal or strange stories, please send them to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. And also just a reminder, we're going to do the other um, episode in February that focuses on not so strange stories of survivorship. Um, you can also send us those stories or get in touch with us about that. Um, yeah, if you want to mail us your story or mail us something weird, um, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That's G-E-O-R-G-E-T-O-W-N 78627. Um, subscribe, rate, and review us. And if you do any of those things, please give us a good review uh, and a good rating. And uh, take a snapshot of it. Send it to our email address with your uh, physical mailing address, and we will mail you some stickers. Um, if, if you have the time and, uh, it is something that you feel like we deserve, please give us a rating and review. It's the way that we get, um, more, uh, traffic on, um, on like Apple podcasts and stuff like that. And, and it really just makes us feel really good about that. Really good about ourselves. So, you know, we feel like we feel like we made it every time we get a review. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So if you want to make our day, please give us a review. And to all those who have reviewed us in the past, thank you so much. And you can do it on any platform. We're not picky. Just let us know that you did it. Because yeah. if there's other ways, the only way that I check is Facebook and um, and uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't check the other ones. So I don't know if anybody else or if you can. So, yeah, after that. Uh, until next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you later. Bye.